3-2-1. Florida State gets it done on the road in Death Valley, snapping Clemson's winning streak against the Seminoles. It's been a decade since Florida State has been able to come into Death Valley and get a win. From 2013 to 2023, Jordan Travis, Keon Coleman, Kalen Deloach. Shout out to Ryan Fitzgerald on a big-time 48-yard field goal. A lot of plays made by their biggest veterans that decided to come back for another season, but the Seminoles do it. They start the season 4-0, beating LSU in the beginning of the season, and now in their fourth week, beating Dabo Sweeney in Death Valley. With me is Dustin Lewis, our editor-in-chief at NoelGamey.com, and down below is Austin VZ. Florida State Seminoles win 31-24. to VZ, we'll go straight over to you on the other side of the field because you're right we, in, we the in the perfect we in the good spot. end zone. You are in the good yeah, end that, zone where both Keon Coleman and Kalen Deloach were able to grab six. Yeah, well, you saw two major plays in this game. Kalen Deloach, blindside, coming, kills Kate Klubnik. I mean, Klubnik never stood a chance. It was a perfectly timed delayed blitz. You know, from where we were sitting in the press box, we had a perfect angle. Deloach laid the wood on him, caused the fumble. Fisk tried to pick it up. We heard Deloach talking about it in his press conference. He kind of gave a little back tap to Deloach, and Deloach scrambled or run for 56 yards right in this end zone right here. And in, in overtime, Keon Coleman, there's no 50-50 balls with Keon Coleman. Throw it up to him, let him make a play, and he made a play. Yeah, it's more of a 70-30 ball whenever you're throwing it, a fade to Keon Coleman in the end zone, especially with how we've seen him perform so far this season. But, I mean, man, what a – what a game for Florida State to come into Death Valley and walk out with a victory. I think whenever whenever Florida State got down 10 nothing and 17-7, we were really interested to see how this team would respond. And in the second half, it was the defense that really gave Florida State that lift. You know, you just talked about that touchdown from Kalen Deloach, but they were able to stop Clemson on three consecutive drives during a drive where the offense was really struggling and, you know, ended up helping force the game, get to overtime. The offense was able to make a play, and the defense came out, got one more stop, and ended this one for Florida State. I mean, looking at this stat sheet, how many, game, how many games when you get outgained by almost 120 yards on offense, you've got 22 rushing yards, more penalty yards, nine less first downs, um, less of a percentage of conversion on third down, and you still walk out with a victory against the team that had uh, been the kings of the ACC for the last – you know, nine years or so since Florida State have been able to knock them off. Um, this, this says a lot about where the program is, is going, and it's a huge step in the right direction for Mike Norvell and Florida State to get this one under their belt. I mean, we, we've seen some wild-ass games these last two years. I don't think there's anything wilder than this one. Like, like you just said, really what it came down to was Florida State took care of the football. The only time they turned it over was that turnover on downs with 12 seconds left, which we could talk about that if we want. But the biggest play of the game was the scoop score. Florida State defense needed a play. They made a play, got the turnover, and that's a huge part of the game. Yeah, Florida State staying really disciplined outside of those illegal formations. There, there was yeah, a lot of things that Florida State was doing right. Yeah, there was a lot of things Florida State was doing right, not putting themselves in a bad spot. And to win those games, you've got to stay fully disciplined. And that's something that Mike Rabella stressed heavily going into this week. They're going to have to play smart and not have those mistakes made. But when you're relying on your veterans to get going too, uh, it's massive. We haven't seen Florida State play in an overtime matchup in a while, but just to see them go out there and be able to execute on offense. They're able to do it defensively. And, you know, you see the big deflection there, uh, you know, on the line. You see Pat Payne also have some big plays there at the end as well. 
you're looking for your guys that have been able to make plays throughout their careers and specifically last year, translate that and do even bigger on the biggest stage um, and, and here on national television. And for, for a noon game, it was a rowdy Death Valley. I'll go and tell you right now. It was very, loud. very loud from the very beginning. From the beginning. So it was no easy task for Jordan Travis in the offense but they were able to execute. And I loved hearing from Jordan Travis after the game. He said he feels like the, that they're disrespected. He feels like Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, and even himself are disrespected. And definitely whenever you're giving up one-on-ones, giving those options to those type of caliber players, he's always going to take those shots. And Keon Coleman after the game said, you know, that, that's always going to happen. You're not going to be able to stop me whenever you're one-on-one. And double coverage is a little bit different. But when you have those one-on-one chances, you got to take those shots, and they sure did in the overtime. It was definitely. Yeah, we uh, got to give credit where it's due. Uh, so we got to give credit where it's due. Jordan Travis is your all-time leader for touchdowns at Florida State. Yep. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? That the the transfer from Louisville, right? The transfer people keep on keep forgetting. This is a transfer from Louisville. It was four years the, ago. The one that uh, almost this... changed positions to wide receiver. He almost quit football. Now he's yeah. a Heisman contender. Now he's being Clemson in Clemson. And now he's all time leader yeah. for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this this guy was banged up, too, throughout the game. You could easily tell. Yeah. And, you know, favoring that arm a little bit, he even admitted it after the game, you know. Got a little dinged up. But, man, this this uh, bye week couldn't come at any better of a time for them. It comes in clutch. But just going back to the game, what, what else has stood out to you guys? Because there was a lot of storylines throughout this one. I would really, at least for me, I would say Florida State's response in this game because, I mean, we all know FSU for the second straight week seemed like they came out flat, uh, were behind early in this one to Clemson. And I think at the end of the first quarter, or especially whenever Clemson went up 10 nothing, we were kind of looking at each other like, uh, Florida State better wake up or they're going to get ran out of Death Valley. And it was right then where we began to see the response. You know, Jordan Travis led that drive down. They were able to score again. Uh, right before halftime as well to kind of cut it to a three-point game. And that was where you start to solve Florida State settle in. Um, you know, there were some uncharacter- miss- uncharacteristic misses in that second half on offense and a couple of plays that didn't go their way where they just couldn't get much going. But just once again, the response from Florida State to, you know, put the negative in the back of their head and go out there and get the game-winning touchdown drive done in overtime, along with what the defense was able to provide in those final two quarters. I mean, man, this was a it- crazy game for Florida State. I'm still, I'm still wrapping my head around it over here. The, the offensive play calling was strange, which I know we could probably talk more about this on Wednesday, but it felt like if it wasn't a counter or a sweep, it was a deep ball, and there was nothing in between. And Florida State's offense kept stalling out, kept stalling out. And we were waiting for this offense to make a turnaround. Little did we know it was a defense that was going to make a stand. We haven't even talked about the missed 30-yard field goal. They bring a kicker out of retirement to, to kick field goals. I mean, this is from 30 yards. I, I call He's that going back into retirement. Um, he, he might need to. Um, but the, the defense made stance, you know, in overtime, they get the stop of fourth down. Clemson had been killing them on slants pretty much all game. And it was good coverage by the corner. I forget who it was off the top of my head, but great coverage right here, about the 10, 15 yard line. Club Nick sails it and it's game over. Um, the defense stepped up when it needed to. They still have a lot to correct, but there, there seems to be pleased with for sure. Yeah, Kalen Deloach after the game was talking about that hit that he put on Klubnik. I was asking him, did you know that ball was coming out? And what the thing, it just happened to be uh, that Fisk was right there, able to kind of deflect it into uh, Kalen Deloach's hands. I can't wait to see better of a replay, but he ends up grabbing it and takes it back for six. But that was absolutely monumental. That doesn't happen. Florida State's in a rut there. 
uh, they're in a tough spot, yep. but big time play made there and good blocking going down the field on, on everything. Uh, it, it was well done. Uh, big time execution there from Florida State's big leader, who's kind of had a, like a little bit of a slower start to the season, but comes up big in a major game. That's really what swung this game one. Was, I mean, it was 24 17. Yeah. It's, it was 24 17. Florida State's offense just went three and out. They needed a play, and he made one. And not only that, but you had just had Phil Moffa go up for 46 yards straight up the middle. Clemson yeah, was threatening true. to score to push this one to a two possession game again. And then, I mean, Deloach just comes in there unblocked, absolutely punishes Klubnik and returns that one for a touchdown. Um, you know, we'll see a lot of football left to be played for Florida State, but that might end up being the most important defensive play of the entire season. What a wild September. I mean, you start out with LSU, Southern Miss, whatever, Boston College ends up being much closer than expected. Then you have this absolute monstrosity of a game here in Death Valley, but you're 4-0. You enter the bye week 4-0. What could be better? I know. I was about to say, you're in Death Valley, and I see the comments in here. Getting a win is not easy whatsoever, and not even if it was a noon no. game. The crowd, the crowd 100% brought it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't this Clemson's first home ACC loss in like 25 or 26 games? It's something since, absurd like that, I think. Since 2016 against Pittsburgh, first home ACC loss. Yes. Snapped a, uh, it has been a pretty minute. long winning streak. Yeah, and it's first uh, going. FSU's first road overtime win, I think, since like 1998. Jesus, yeah, that would sound. Uh, golly, that's so far. That's so far. Uh, <laughs> I'm going. I'm trying to like trying to put in my brain of any other games, but I don't want to break my brain. I have like none after this game. But going to the offense, I want to talk about Jordan Travis and Mike Norvell. They really stressed and put an effort towards on first down going to Johnny Wilson off the sideline. And those two couldn't connect for a while. But then when you need, when you need them, like the mostest of the most, when you're on your last little bit there, the last little bit before the team snaps, Johnny Wilson makes a big time grab. And, you know, that's something that's clutch for Jordan Travis. And he's always going to take those, but Florida state kind of lost their footing in the run game there uh, throughout most of the game. And, you know, Trey Benson, I thought, played a little bit played a little bit better. But still, nonetheless, Florida State was keeping it on air to, to finish off the game. It was an ugly one. I mean, they, the they averaged 1.1. Yeah, 1.1 yards per rush is not pretty. They got to get that fixed. And it was like I was saying earlier, if it, if it wasn't a counter or a sweep, it was a deep ball. It was, just, it was a weird collection of play calls. But, you know, you won. I think that's that's pretty much what you can say about it. You did, you did enough to get the win and – an extremely tough environment. You know, Florida State, I think we can say they still haven't played their best game. You know, and this one, it was really the offense doing enough in the first half to keep them in the game. Then you had the defense in the second half, you know, doing enough to stop Clemson from going up double digits down the stretch. And, I mean, just what a display for Florida State. But this team still needs to play a complete football game. Yeah, Florida State lost a lot of its over-the-middle game, too. Florida State could not pass yeah. over-the-middle whatsoever, really relying on the sidelines there, which is nice to do. You're capable of doing that because you have the height advantage with your wide receivers, but still you had a lot of room on the, on the middle of the field that you were, we're not used to seeing off Magnavell's offense uh, kind of formulate drives with. You know, they're really trying to take these shots early on. So had to, had to be around. They were seeing things on tape that was going to work in their favor, and they were, they were going to take – take those shots but it was just a little bit different of offense that we haven't seen out of norvell in a while and honestly the, the plays were there like 
Travis was getting some wide open spaces on those PA rollouts. We're all begging for him to take these runs. But there were throws open downfield. He would just miss them by an inch or two. The, the one that sticks out is the one that Jaheim Bell up the FSU sideline. Just a fingertip out of reach. If it's an inch closer to him, it's a huge game for Florida State. He may even score on that. So the plays that were there, gorgeous just weren't ball. necessarily being made at that time. It was a great ball, but yeah. just not perfect. And now that's one of those balls that needs to be perfect. It, it was about as yummy as it got gets right there, Austin. I think Jaheim, if he if he a little bit faster, man, that, that's that's six for him. I think he knew it after the play. Is uh is Clemson kicking us off the field over there? What's going on? No, Dustin's just staying. Oh, he's in a crowd over there. Okay. Uh, but Austin, you and I will take on the podcast here. Austin, you're in the end zone. You're right there where Keon Coleman came yep. down with that grab. That that was phenomenal. We've seen him do that, and we know we saw the tweet come out last week. We put out a piece about it. Obviously, it was it was obvious. You know, he, he's talking about some targets that maybe he wants more of, and he definitely did get his targets. But you know, that that play was just massive for him, and moving forward with him, uh, it's going to be big for this offense. Not even, not even just that one. His first one, where they did that this beautiful fake tight end screen play, where they they pump fake the tight end screen, and he just comes wide open across the middle of the end zone, this same end zone, and could not have been more open. It was a perfect play call for that situation. Great job by Norvell to get him schemed open. Um, but yeah, it, 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 this is a big game for Coleman. You know, we didn't. Besides the hurdle play in Southern Miss, he didn't have that big of an impact. And then last week, he didn't have a single catch. To come back here, get five catches, I believe 84 yards up the top of my head and two touchdowns. That's what you need going forward into this bye week. I'm still just trying to figure out how Florida State won this football game. I mean, the, the final yards, 429 they, they to 311. Really... <laughs> Clemson outrushes FSU 146 to 22. The penalty is 60 yards for Florida State, 50 yards for Clemson, 25 to 16 in first downs in favor of Clemson. Everett. Total plays, 79 to 57 in favor of Clemson. Time of possession, 34-36 to 25-24 in favor of Clemson. And Florida State also allowed three sacks and six tackles for loss in this game. So, I mean, it just – it's kind of mind-blowing. I mean, when you look at the numbers, and I think it just says a lot about how much the defense stepped up in that third and fourth quarter stretch. Realistically, Florida State probably should have won the game. If you just look at the way everything breaks down, they really should have won the game, but they did. And great teams find ways to win games that they shouldn't. And this is the prime example of it. Clemson came in desperate. They already had the opening season loss to Duke. They're 0-1 in ACC play already. They can't afford to go 0-2. You know, it's the end of September, and they're already at ACC play, essentially. Florida State comes in, gets the dub in the most bizarre way possible, but they get it done. They get it done. We need, we need to give some credit here. This is the section where we give some credit to the specialists. We need to give a shout-out to Mastromano for some big-time punts. Outside that 33-yard punt, he pinned the Tigers a few times, and that was huge, changing the course of the field position for Clemson. And then also, obviously, Ryan Fitzgerald's 48-yard field goal. Got to give a lot of credit to that kid who started off the season, who has started off the season strong. He hasn't missed one yet. I need to find a piece of wood. to. Um, I promise before I leave, I'll knock on a piece of wood so I don't screw anything up. But shout out to Ryan Fitzgerald. Shout out to Master Mono. Those two specialists put Florida State in a really good spot. And, you know, Mike Norvell's probably giving them a lot of praise in the locker room. They came through in a big way for Florida State. You know, we all know the emphasis that Mike Norvell puts on special teams. Um, Ryan Fitzgerald, he went through that slump a season ago. And Florida State, they could have went away from him. I mean, Tyler Keltner came in to take his job this offseason, but 
Fitzgerald responded to the competition. And I mean, just to see the way that he's raised his level of play um, through the first four games of 2023, it's been impressive to watch another perfect example of Florida state and the word response. I mean, the way for him to respond from that stretch last year and then come out, knock this field goal in a 48 yarder in death Valley with, I mean, everyone's yeah. screaming their head off. The crowd, the crowd is nuts. That's, that's by far the most wild kick. The massive. Had to make. Massive kick uh, for this magnitude. Yeah. And then the punter from down under, he just does his thing. Uh, you didn't he, say with the accent. He had, he had one bad one. You didn't one. say with the accent. Yeah, he, had one really bad one. I'm like, oh, God, that's going to be one of those games, isn't it? But from there on on, he was about as perfect as you could be. You mentioned the one where he, where he pinned him deep at the four-yard line. What about the one where he was still in the same end zone? And he gets it all the way out to the 40-yard line. I mean, that was as impressive as a kick as you can get. It was getting nerve-wracking. I know Florida State fans who listened to the podcast and the show on YouTube, they were a little nervous, probably big-time nervous sweating. Whenever Mike Gravel wasn't calling a timeout there, they really relied on making a stop. They're here in the red zone for Clemson, and then they have that deflection. And, uh, you know, uh, Klubnik isn't able to convert missed the field goal but man time was trimming down me and dustin were sitting together up there and like man is a timeout coming is mike gonna call it but he was really relying on his defense to come through there hey, could, could, we haven't even gotten to overtime yet besides on coleman fast what the hell was clemson's third down call what was that a wide receiver screen on third and inches for a loss of like three yards i have no idea. Whoever called that play, whether it be Dabo or Garrett Riley, that play lost them the game. It really did. Mm. Reminded me a little bit of Florida State for you know some of the, those first, some of those first four quarters. I mean, just getting a little too cute, overthinking things at times. I mean, like you said, Clemson third and short, give that thing to Moffer or Shipley, who've been carrying defenders up the middle all day. Instead, I mean, you put yourself in the perfect opportunity to uh, lose this game at home. Yeah, let's jump into the overtime a little bit there. You know, Florida State able to play some defense at the end. You know, Keon Coleman, that grab was was just beautiful. We, you see it all the time in practice, Dustin, but we see it in games as well. I saw it against LSU, and Jordan Travis is always going to do that. That's why that Michigan State transfer came over here, and it was good to hear from him after the game talking about it. I came here to help a little bit, give a little bit more power to this team. He felt like this team was already powerful enough last year, but he felt like he would just come in and make it just a little bit better. And sure enough, the guy that transfers makes the overtime winning catch in Death Valley, holding on to Florida State's rank at number four in the country. Also a major ACC win too, gentlemen. I think uh, it's time to dub Keon Coleman the Tiger King. Did it against LSU, three touchdowns in week one. And then come out here today, two more scores, including the game winner in overtime. Uh, that's over 200 yards and five touchdowns against teams that have Tigers as their, as their mascot. Absurd. And uh, only four games. Absurd. Can, can, we, can we change Miami to the Miami Tigers? Is that something we can do? Keon, I think he would love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I would think so as well. Um but yeah, Florida State now four zero. They'll have a bye week, which is huge. Mike Norvell was talking about Massive. that. Said you know, there's a there's there's a few guys, few starters that we haven't been able to see as well. Maybe we'll see a little bit. Kentron Poitier. We'll see if there's any kind of availability for him in a few weeks. Whenever Florida State faces Virginia Tech at home, but there's a lot of guys dinged up. Marie Smith also got dinged up on a play. Obviously, Jordan Travis is dealing with something. A lot of rest and going to the trainers. 
is going to be huge to get back healing uh, and be back for what Florida State is going to have to make and uh, continue to make an impressive run uh, to get to this postseason, which they all have their mind on. But man, this is where not the even Seminoles... those guys that you mentioned. But you, 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 you got to get Akeem Dent back. You got to get Rob Scott back. Um, and you mentioned Jordan Travis, but he's got to get healthy as well. You could even tell in the press conference how much his left shoulder was hurting him, and he took some hits today. Some really big hits coming off the edge, coming up the middle. He took some shots, but perfect time for Bayou. Get these guys healthy. But at the same time, I mean, this is where Florida State wanted to be, you know, coming out, coming out and going against this tough September slate. They did what we talked about in the preseason. You know, they made it work against LSU to start the year, took down Clemson, and now they get to go into a bye week, heal up a little bit, and uh, come back and face the rest of this eight-game stretch, which – you know, it's, it's lined up pretty favorably for Florida State. They got to continue to take it week by week, game by game. You know, you can always have a scare like we saw last week in Chestnut Hill. But I mean, you saw it today. Whenever this team takes care of business, they're able to uh, come out with the win. They got eight more this regular season. We'll see if they're able to run the table starting from here after the bye week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this team does know how to show up for primetime games like this. But whenever you're going to be ranked this highly in the country going on these road games like Pittsburgh, um, and then you're going to go down into Gainesville, which is going to be a nasty environment as well, these teams want to knock you off and get on national television and get their attention across social media. So uh, they're going to have their best – the, the opponents are going to bring their best, their best team every Saturday to Florida State and Jordan Travis and Mike Norvell. So they, they got to they gotta stay stay on stand here and, and play well and play smart and disciplined. Like they did, they did for the most part discipline-wise today. So um, anything else from you guys, gentlemen, while we're here in, uh, here in Death Valley? It's been 10 years since uh, Dustin and I have been here. It's great to be back. different. It's great to be yeah, back. Yeah, we're 3-0 and or 2-0 with the, the boys. When all the boys are together here. We're or three and We're three and actually. Yeah, three and Three and as a three and So I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all in Charlotte. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, thankfully you live there, so that helps a ton. That's what I'm saying. I'll see y'all. So yes, y'all come sit the crib. Yep. we'll be all right. But all right. the only the only thing I got left to point out: uh, ten straight victories for Florida State now, dating back to last season, and they've gone fourteen and three in their last seventeen games under Mike Norvell. Y'all ready to climb yet? I and, think the climb and is... extend their streak of 30-point games, which I think they were second in the nation in that already. I believe it's up to 10 or 11 straight games of 30-plus points. Wow. That is impressive. That's very impressive. Well, what a win for Florida State and Mike Norvell. Norvell gets his win against the Tigers along with Jordan Travis. It was much needed, long awaited, but they get the job done. They're going to be traveling back. They will have a bye week, and then we'll see you guys in Tallahassee for Florida State and Virginia Tech. The Seminoles begin the season 4-0. They're ranked number four in the country. Don't know what else is happening on this podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. We'll be live next Wednesday, giving a full rundown from FSU versus Clemson. Have a little bit better idea of some of the film and and analysis that we'll be able to bring you guys. And then we'll be back to preview Florida State versus Virginia Tech in two weeks. But appreciate y'all. Enjoy the rest of y'all's weekend. As always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Hit the like button if you're on YouTube right now. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you're subscribed on the podcast platforms as well. And we will talk to you guys next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Florida State Seminoles get it done in Death Valley. See you guys. Peace from Quiet Valley. Nice.